premillennial, pre-tribulational, dispensational, independent, and standing on the inspired, preserved Word of God, the King James Bible as our final authority, this is the Sword of the Spirit Podcast with your host and Bible teacher, Joseph Rusiello. Take your Bible, sit back, and join us as we open and study the Word of God. And now, here's your host. Hey there, folks. This is Joe Ruscello, and it is great to be with you once again as we open up and study the precious Word of God, your King James Bible. And you know, folks, as always, wherever you are, whenever you are, and on whatever platform it is you find yourself listening to us on, it's always my prayer that you also find yourself in the grace and in the mercy of our Lord and Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. Well, folks, it is another beautiful Sunday afternoon here in Eagle Pass, Texas. And even though it's cloudy and it's rainy, it's overcast and it's kind of cool today, it's still a beautiful day a beautiful Lord's Day. Thank you for being with us today on our Sermon Sunday broadcast. We are coming to you live from the Asylum Studios, and it is a real blessing for us to be here with you today. And I hope that you made it out to church this morning, and I hope that when you got to church, your pastor brought you a message that was convicting of sin and placed a sense of urgency in your hearts to win the lost to Jesus Christ. And I also hope that when you left church, that you left with a renewed love for the Lord Jesus Christ and, of course, a renewed love for his precious book. You know, today on our Sermon Sunday broadcast, um, so much of modern Christianity is preached on a basis of making everything peaches and creams for you. Everything will be smooth sailing when you're a Christian. But you know something, folks, when you study your Bible, even just a little bit, you find out that evidently that cannot be the case. Now, before we get into the rest of our message for today, I'm going to ask you to do just two things for me. First of all, would you please visit our website, swordofthespiritpodcast.com, and when you head over there, visit our contact section, open up that little web form, and send us over a message. Let us know whatever's on your heart, whatever's on your mind, any questions, comments, cares, or concerns that you might have. And also, don't forget to send over your prayer requests. I do look forward to getting those prayer requests, folks. I do read them, I do go over them, and I do pray over them in my own personal private time with the Lord. And of course, you know, as long as you give us the okay to do it, we bring them before the Sword of the Spirit podcast family. So don't forget to send those over. Now, if you don't like to use the web form, that's okay. You can always email me directly by using info at swordofthespiritpodcast.com. That's info at swordofthespiritpodcast.com. And also, folks, while you're on the website, would you please look for that Support This Podcast button? And when you find it, would you consider supporting us with a small monthly contribution? You can set that up for $0.99, cents, $4.99, or $9.99 a month. And if you can't do a monthly recurring contribution, that's fine. You could always do a one-time contribution if you're able, and you can do that by clicking on the Waygiver button 
or you can scan the Cash App QR code, which is also on our website. So folks, why don't you pray about it? And if the Lord leads you to do it, if these podcasts and these live broadcasts have been a blessing to you in any way, and if you'd like to be an active part of this ministry, your contribution will go a very long way, and I would be so very thankful for it. Now, of course, first and foremost, before we get into the rest of the show, I want to say thank you to the Lord Jesus Christ, first of all, for saving me, for providing the wonderful gift of salvation through the the shedding of his precious, sinless, perfect blood. It's something, uh, salvation is something that that I could never have done for myself. There is nothing good about me. There is, uh, there is nothing good that I could have ever done to earn salvation. Nothing. No good works will ever get me or you into heaven. So, folks, if you haven't come to know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, I would implore you that today should be the day. Right now should be the now. Don't wait another minute. Folks, we are in the absolute last days. I am totally convinced of that. Um, I don't set dates. I'm not trying to you know, tell you it's going to, you know, the Lord's going to return tomorrow. But if he did, I would be very happy. There is nothing that I have that is so important for me to do that I cannot miss the rapture for. So I'm waiting for that, the blessed hope. I am waiting for the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ to take his church out. And if you've been with us as we've been studying the book of Revelation on Thursday nights, uh, you know we just barely touched the surface of hell on earth in Revelation chapter 9. And um, folks, you don't want to be here for that. You don't want to miss the rapture. And the only way you won't miss the rapture is if you get saved. If you become born again, if you experience the new birth, that's the only way you're going to avoid going through the tribulation. So again, folks, please, don't go to hell by rejecting the gospel of Jesus Christ. Folks, don't plan on going through the tribulation. It's not going to be a cakewalk. It's not going to be easy. Salvation right now is the easiest it could ever be because it's strictly on the basis of the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ and you putting your full faith, trust, and confidence in that shed blood to pay the penalty for your sin, to cleanse you of your sin, and to bring you into heaven. That's the only thing that'll do it. Not your baptism, not your church membership, no good work, no praying to any statues, no praying to any dead saints, no praying to Mary, none of it. None of that will get you into heaven. There's only one way. There's only one door, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. So make today the day that you get saved, just like I did 23 years ago. And it's a blessing. It's something that I will, I, I, I could never, d- despite all, any difficulties I've had over the 23 years that I've been saved, and we're going to talk about fighting the good fight in today's message, and we're going to talk about fighting the good fight of faith. And, uh, you know, uh, it's a battle, it's a fight, and, uh, you know, sometimes you, sometimes you fail. I failed many a time, but the Lord just picks me up, He dusts me off, and we move on. 
but it's a decision that I will never, ever, ever regret for eternity. And you won't either. Get saved today. I also want to say thank you to the Lord Jesus Christ for blessing me with this ministry. This is a tremendous ministry. And uh, there is nothing that I love more than opening up the Word of God and being able to, to talk about the things that, that, uh, that are written there for us, for our admonition, for our learning, for our understanding. And it's a, tr- it's a huge blessing for me to sit here every week and open up the Word of God with you. It's a real blessing. And it's, some, again, something that I've, I've prayed about for a long time, and I've tried this many times. Never was able to gain any traction with it until now because this is the Lord's time. And he's been blessing it, and I'm thankful for it, and I pray that he continues to bless it. I also want to say thank you to all of you who uh, support us prayerfully. Thank you so very much for your prayers. God bless you for your prayers. Please continue to pray for us. Please continue to pray for my family. Please continue to pray for this ministry. And please continue to pray for me as we move forward uh, with, our, uh, with our ministry here. Uh, ever since you know, I got saved, and ever since I stepped my foot into serving the Lord in, in any way, in, in even in the smallest of capacities, uh, and, and not just for myself, but for any believer, the moment you do that, man, you got a target on your back and, and the enemy is coming right after you. He will do everything he can to detract you, to distract you, to discourage you, to dissuade you, to do all the things he can do because he knows he can't have your soul but he can take your joy, he can take your happiness, he can take your hope, he can take many things from you. And he goes after you once you become saved. It's not a cakewalk. And we're going to talk about that today's message. I also want to say thank you to all of you who already support us financially. God bless you for your financial support. Thank you so much for it. Uh, it, do, it really does go a very long way and helps us keep things going here. So thank you so very much for all of your contributions. And, uh, and again, God bless you for it. Also, I want to say thank you, of course, to every single one of our listeners, everybody who tunes in faithfully to pretty much everything that, that we put out. God bless you for that. Please continue to download. Please continue to play and share it. Uh, help Keep boosting us in our in, in the algorithms in the search engines. Uh, you know, get on those platforms. Uh, Good Pods, my number one platform is Good Pods. I love Good Pods. It's a great platform, especially for independent podcasts like myself, uh, like the Three Pillars podcast, for the Busy Believer podcast, uh, and for so many others. Uh, it is such a blessing to be able to be a part of a, of a platform like Good Pods because it, it does highlight the independent podcasters, and helps you get that exposure. And, you know, especially doing a Bible study podcast, it's not the easiest in the world. It's not the most popular either, you know. So, uh, so any, any promotion that we can get to get the gospel out, to, to stay in those charts, to stay, in, to stay high in the search algorithms, uh, we need that. So please, folks, continue to do what you're doing. God bless you for it, and thank you so very, very much. And folks, don't forget, though, wherever you're listening, whether it's Good Pods, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, 
whatever platform you're on, be sure to like, subscribe, and share it with your friends, your family, and your followers. If you can give us a five-star review on any one of those platforms, please do so and help us spread the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's important today, folks. It's so, so very important. All right? How about some announcements? All right, folks, as uh, we were talking about earlier, we have been studying the book of Revelation on our Thursday night Bible study, and uh, you can uh, tune in live to the Thursday night Bible study by going to our website, swordofthespiritpodcast.com. We have a player on the website, or you could uh, also go to Spreaker, and you could uh, search for us on that at Sword of the Spirit Podcast, and uh, you can find a link for the live broadcast there. And you can listen in on uh, on Spreaker. Um, this coming Thursday night, it looks like we'll be getting into the book of Revelation chapter 10. And uh, it's going to be an exciting study. Revelation 9 was a challenge. Uh, we talked about a lot of things in Revelation chapter 9. We talked about uh, uh, the smoke coming out of the earth as, as a furnace of smoke. We've talked about the... Uh, the plagues of the plague of locusts uh, that look like that are as horses with the lion's teeth and the women's hair. We talked about uh, just everything that would indicate God opening up a little bit of hell on earth, and it's going to get progressively worse each time the Lord takes us through the uh, tribulation in the book of Revelation. So coming up this Thursday night, 7 p.m. Central Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, Revelation chapter 10, Lord willing, we'll see you there. Also, don't forget our Sermon Sunday broadcast at 3 p.m. Central Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Now, folks, if you are in the Eagle Pass area and you're looking for a good King James Bible-believing and Bible-teaching church, why don't you pay us a visit over at First Baptist Church of Eagle Pass? We meet at 664 North Monroe. Our Sunday school hour starts at 10 a.m. Our worship service begins at 11 a.m. Our Sunday evening service is at 6 p.m., and our Wednesday night Bible study is at 7 p.m. For more information, you can always visit the church's Facebook page. All you need to do is just log into Facebook, search for First Baptist Church of Eagle Pass, and once you're there, you'll find lots of helpful information, and you'll also find episodes of this podcast. And again, thank you to the folks at First Baptist Church and Pastor John Monk for allowing us to uh, post the show on the church's Facebook page. Now, folks, if you are interested in prepping or if you're planning on going through the tribulation, then I would suggest you check out the Contra Radio Network. The Contra Radio Network is a single podcast housing nearly a dozen talented podcast and vidcast hosts and artists from around the country who release content daily. The Contra Radio Network releases 15 to 20 shows a week depending on current events, and there are no issues that are off limits to any of these patriots. You want a breakdown of current events? Got it. You want to know more about preparedness and self-sufficiency? Got it. You want a guy driving around, ranting like a lunatic? We got that too. You want to hear about politics, Bible studies, sports, camping, firearms, and more? Well, the Contra Radio Network has it all covered 
in spades. You can find them on all of your major podcasting platforms and also find them on www.crn.best. Folks, I also want to mention uh, a really good guy, a good friend of mine, Chase Tobin. Chase has a wonderful podcast called The Three Pillars Podcast, and uh, The Three Pillars Podcast focuses on your personal growth utilizing the three pillars of fitness, spiritual, mental, and physical. Uh, Chase drops a new episode every week, usually on a Friday morning. Uh, great studies. I highly recommend it. Uh, you can find them on all of your major podcasting platforms. You can find them on YouTube, Rumble. And if you're going to watch it, I recommend you watch it on Rumble. Much better platform than YouTube. And uh, you could also find him on the Good Pods app as well. So that's Chase Tobin's Three Pillars podcast. You should definitely, definitely check him out. And uh, when we go to our first break, I believe it is, we're going to be running his trailer for his show. So don't miss that either. All right, folks, don't forget to sign up for the programming announcements uh, email that we have. Uh, you can do that by heading over to our website, swordofthespiritpodcast.com. Look for the subscription box on the front page of the website. And get yourself on the mailing list. All we're doing with that mailing list is we're just sending out notifications if in the event the show is going to be delayed, uh, if there isn't going to be a show, or if we have a guest, or, or any, any number of things that can pop up during the course of a week. That's the best way for us to reach you. So if you haven't gotten on the email list yet, please do so. Uh, it's free. We don't sell your information. And we're not going to spam you and send you a bunch of stuff that you really don't want. All right, so uh, the last announcement we have is not to, uh, not to uh, forget to head over to the Sword Swag section of our, of our, our website. Uh, you could, uh, when you get there, you'll get one of these really nice Sword of the Spirit podcast coffee mugs that I am holding here in my hand that, uh, unfortunately, I didn't fill, so <laughs> I can't do the slurp for you. But uh, you can get one of these Sword of the Spirit podcast uh, coffee mugs for a $25 contribution. And uh, you can also get one of these really nice Sword of the Spirit podcast T-shirts for a $35 contribution. And uh, just hit the info button that's in that tab and send us your, your name, your address, your contact information, and then we'll send you back the link where you can make your contribution. All right, folks, uh, that'll just about do it for our announcements. And we are going to head over to our first break. And uh, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your friends, your family, and your followers. Help us spread the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is the Sword of the Spirit podcast. We'll be back right after this. Don't go away. Hello and welcome to the Three Pillars Podcast. My name is Chase Tobin, a.k.a. Tobinator the Motivator, and I'm happy to have you here with me. This podcast is focused on a holistic approach to growth using the three pillars of fitness. Those are spiritual, mental, and physical fitness. Using these three pillars, we will build a foundation which we can all grow to be better uh, human beings on our walk with each other and our walk with the Lord. So without further ado, welcome to the Three Pillars Podcast. Hi, everyone. This is JJ, the co-founder of Good Pods. If you haven't heard of it yet, Good Pods is like Goodreads or Instagram, but for podcasts. It's new, it's social, it's different, and it's growing really fast. 
There are more than 2 million podcasts, and we know that it is impossible to figure out what to listen to. On Good Pods, you follow your friends and podcasters to see what they like. That is the number one way to discover new shows and episodes. You can find Good Pods on the web or download the app. Happy listening.
amen, amen, and amen. Welcome back to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. This is Joe Ruciello, and one second. All right, had to clear my throat, and uh, I don't like to do that with the mic active, so... All right. Well, folks, thank you so much for being with us. Uh, we are going into our uh, prayer request section, and uh, we have some uh, we have some prayer requests for salvation, uh, some prayer requests on our sick list, general list, and of course our unspoken prayer list as well. We had a couple of changes, some additions, some removals, and uh, we're going to get into that right in a second. Now, if you are currently logged into Spreaker. And uh, you'd like to join us in our chat room, just head over to our uh, chat room on our Spreaker, our Spreaker page. Uh, I'll figure out the English language today, I promise, before we get on any further. Uh, just head over to our chat room. If you have any questions, comments, cares, concerns, prayer requests, anything that you'd like to post in the group, please feel free to do so. And uh, jump on in. Say hello. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, going down our prayer list, those that are in need of salvation. Uh, we're praying for my mom, Diane. Uh, we're praying for uh, David up in New York City. We're praying for the unsaved members of the Baldino family. Uh, we are praying for uh, a woman named Jackie. We're praying for Manuel's mother, we're praying for Sharon, and we're praying for Adam's father. And, uh, and we're also praying uh, for my sister, Laura, as well. Now, uh, you know, folks, salvation, I, I'll say it again and again and again, salvation is the single most important decision you have to make in your entire life. There is nothing else that has a more grave or dire consequence than what you decide to do with the Lord Jesus Christ and his free gift of salvation. It is extremely important because it has eternal consequences. If you die today and you do not have the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, I am not going to mince words. I'm not going to make it sugar-coated. I'm not going to candy-coat it for you, however you want to put it. You die without Jesus Christ, you will wake up in hell just that quickly. So you don't have to reject him. You don't have to respond. It'll, you'll end up in hell. But if you do respond, and if you do come to the Lord Jesus Christ, if you do accept that wonderful, free, perfect gift of salvation, you'll find your place in heaven, in the presence of the Lord for all eternity. And there is nothing better than that that I can possibly think of. So why don't you settle that today? Why don't you ask the Lord Jesus Christ to save you? That's all you need to do. That's all it is. So we want to pray for my mom, my sister, David, the Baldino family, Jackie, Manuel's mother, Sharon, and Adam's dad. Heavenly Father, we come before you this evening, and we ask you, Lord, in your mercy and in your grace, that you would please Draw these people to, the, to yourself. Lord, they need to be saved. And Father, only you can bring them. So I pray, Almighty God, that you would just please just work in each one of them, impress upon them, impress upon their hearts and their minds, Lord, that they need Jesus Christ and that they would call out to the Lord Jesus Christ 
and ask to be saved. Father, it's a wonderful gift. It's a tremendous gift, and it's an absolutely free gift. And it's a gift, Lord, that no one would ever want to return. So, Father, today we just lift them up to you, and we ask you, Lord, please, save them. Save them today. And we will thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, we're going down our sick list here. We're going to... Um, we're going to pray today for Pastor Martin, for, uh, for his health, his overall health, for his vision. Uh, we're praying for Hezekiah. So we have some good news uh, for, from Hezekiah, from his family, that uh, uh, the biopsy came back, that it was no cancer. We talked about that on Thursday. And uh, on Friday, he went for surgery to uh, repair the, the area that they removed the uh, tumor from. And... Uh, we're thankful to hear that, uh, that he's doing well, he's in good spirits, he has his energy, and uh, it looks like there won't be a need for any further surgeries. So we're thankful to the Lord for Hezekiah, and we're praying for his healing. We're also uh, praying for Jasmine Martinez, who is in critical care in the hospital uh, with lupus. So we're praying for her. We're praying for Mary Perez with cancer. We're praying for my mom, Diane, uh, who is in rehab right now. And uh, if everything goes well, uh, Lord willing, she'll be coming home in a couple of days. We're praying also for my sister, Laura, for her back. Uh, praying for Bernice, uh, who also has been dealing with cancer and, and these current treatments. And we're asking the Lord that, uh, that her appetite would increase and improve. Uh, we're also praying for uh, Bernice's mom, Laura, uh, also with cancer. We're praying for Janae, uh, who has been dealing with a heart condition for uh, some time now. Uh, Sharon Baldino, uh, also with cancer. Martin Mata, uh, dealing with lymphoma. Daniel Villarreal, we have an update on Daniel. Uh, but Daniel has uh, uh, been diagnosed with leukemia. And uh, the update is that he's doing well through the chemo, and uh, he was allowed to go home uh, for a few days, which was a blessing, I'm sure, to his family, uh, to all his loved ones, and uh, we're thankful to hear that. So we're going to continue to pray for Daniel. Uh, we're also pray praying for uh, Aldo, uh, who's uh, recovering from an infection. And we're also praying for Alex Ortiz, uh, who's having problems with his breathing, and also uh, an issue uh, that has to do with his brain. And uh, we are uh, going to continue to pray for him until we're told otherwise. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you so much that you are the great physician. Father, we thank you that you do hear our prayers. And Lord, we lift up each one that are on our sick list today. Lord, we, we are thankful for the good news we received on, uh, uh, on, on Hezekiah and uh, and uh, that uh, Daniel is doing well through the chemotherapy. We're also thankful, Lord, that Brother Aldo is uh, recovering well from this infection that he's been dealing with. But, Lord, we also think of Alex Ortiz today, and, Lord, we ask you to touch him and touch his body. Lord, that you would bring him comfort uh, in these days. Lord, we ask you to uh, just help him with his breathing, and, uh, Lord, we lift up the family as well around him, that they would uh, be supportive of him, and, Lord, that you would bring them comfort as well. Uh, we're also praying for uh, Martin Mata uh, and, uh, and, Lord, his lymphoma. Father, we pray that you would just touch him and bring healing there. 
Lord, pray for Sharon uh, with cancer as well. Father, we, we lift her up to you. Father, we lift up my mom, Diane. Uh, Lord, we just ask you just to help her get through rehab and that she'll be able to get home. Uh, for Bernice, Lord, that you would increase her appetite uh, so she can take in enough nourishment. And for her mom, Laura, uh, with the medications that she's on now treating her cancer. Lord, we pray for Jasmine, uh, who's in the hospital with lupus. Lord, we pray for, for her. We pray for her recovery. We pray for her soul as well, Father God. Uh, you lift up Pastor Martin. Uh, Lord, we ask you just to touch him and bring healing. And Lord, help him with some comfort in these days and uh, with his vision as well, Lord. And we pray for my sister for her uh, back pain and for that disc that she has that's, uh, that's giving her trouble. Father, we commit them all to you today. We ask you, Lord, that you would just bring healing. Lord, that you would bring uh, grace, that you would show mercy. And Lord, that you would receive all the honor and the glory. And we'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, folks. Uh, we're praying for my brother-in-law, Jude, for his business and contracting. Excuse me one second. <clears throat> Uh, we're praying for my brother-in-law, Jude, for his contracting business up in New York City. And uh, again, if you have any uh, contracting needs uh, and you're up in the New York City area, you could always reach out to me and I'll put you guys in contact. Uh, he does really great work, and I think you'd be very happy with his, with his, uh, with his jobs. So uh, just uh, let me know, and if I can hook you guys up, that would be fantastic. We're also praying for uh, a good brother in Christ, Federico Salinas, and for his family. We're lifting them up to you, Lord. Uh, we're praying for Angel and her pregnancy. We're praying for Alex, her husband, for his job. We're praying for Isabella and Jessica for their walk with the Lord. Our Heavenly Father, we just want to commit these folks to you that are on our general prayer list. Uh, my brother-in-law Jude, Brother Salinas and his family, Angel and her pregnancy, uh, Alex and his job, Isabella and Jessica as they as they as they try to walk closer with you, Lord, to get to know you. And Lord, we pray that you would just be a blessing to them and that you would minister to them through the power of your Holy Spirit. And Father, we thank you for all that you do for us. We thank you for your many blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. <clears throat> and then we're coming down to the unspoken prayer list, uh, the unspoken prayers of our hearts, those, uh, those prayers that we may not have the words to describe the need, or maybe the need is just too personal for everyone to know the details of it. But we know that the Lord knows them. And we're praying for Eduardo Rodriguez. We're praying for uh, Larissa for her unspoken prayer need. We're praying for uh, Hector. We're praying for Brother Manuel. We're praying for Angela. And we're also praying for myself with an unspoken prayer need. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for all your love, the mercy, the grace that you pour out on us each and every day. Lord, we commit these unspoken prayer requests to you, Lord. We know that you know exactly what they are. And we, Lord, we trust you and we are confident that you will answer those prayers according to your perfect will for us and our lives. And Father, we just commit all of this to you and we'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. Father, we also commit today's uh Today's message to you, we ask you, Father God, that you would bless it, that you would uh, just give me the words to speak, help me to clear up whatever that's going on here in my throat, and uh, Lord, that we'd be able to uh, get through this lesson today. And Father, we thank you so much for all that you do, and we commit all of this to you in Jesus' name, amen. All right, folks, uh, we're going to take a short break here, and when we come back, we're going to get into our uh, message for today. 
but this will give you a chance to go get your King James Bible, maybe get yourself a cup of coffee or a refill, and uh, we'll be studying today in our message, fighting the fight, fighting the good fight of faith. This is the Sword of the Spirit podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your friends, your family, and your followers. Help us spread the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. We'll be back right after this. This book contains the mind of God, the state of man, the way of salvation, the doom of sinners, and the happiness of believers. Its doctrines are holy, its precepts are binding, its histories are true, and its decisions immutable. Read it to be wise, believe it to be safe, and practice it to be holy. It contains light to direct you, food to support you, and comfort to cheer you. It is the traveler's map, the pilgrim's staff, the pilot's compass, 
the soldier's sword, and the Christian's character. Christ is its subject, our good its design, and the glory of God its end. It should fill the memory, rule the heart, and guide the feet. Read it slowly, frequently, and prayerfully. It is given to you in life, will be open in the judgment, and be remembered forever. It involves the highest responsibility, rewards the greatest labor, and condemns all who trifle with its holy precepts. The King James Bible, God's Holy Book. Amen. Welcome back to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. This is Joe Rusiello, and uh, you know when you hear that, it's time for us to get into the Word of God for today, and uh, we're going to be getting into that in just a moment. Uh, folks, don't forget, if you are logged into Spreaker and have an active Spreaker account, you can jump on into our chat room and uh, say hello, and uh, any questions or comments you might have, you can throw up in there, and we'll get to those as soon as we can. Don't forget also to like, subscribe, and share with your friends, your family, and your followers. Uh, head on over to Good Pods. Uh, if you don't have a Good Pods account, I suggest that you get one. Uh, <clears throat> if you can give us a five-star review on any platform that does five-star reviews, such as Good Pods, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and uh, whichever else, whichever others you can. I never realized how many podcast platforms there are until I started scrolling through the uh, Play Store on my phone one day. Uh, there's so many apps out there you can get and you can listen in on. Uh, out of all of them, I recommend Good Pods. So head on over there and get yourself an account. It's free and it's great and you're supporting independent podcasters like myself, Brother Chase, and uh, the uh, Busy Believer podcast and, and many, many, many others. All right, folks, episode number 88. Episode 88. Let's head over to the book of 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy, please. And when you get to 2 Timothy, head over to chapter 4. 2 Timothy chapter 4. And we'll start with verse number 7. <clears throat> 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7. I, now of course the I here is the Apostle Paul, he's the author. I have fought a good fight, I have finished my course, I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them that also love his appearing. Blessed Father, your holy word stands in a great opportunity today to minister to us, and so I pray that you open our minds and our hearts and our ears to thus saith the Lord. May we meditate, may we feed on these things that you have prepared for us. And Lord, when we're done and people tune us out, I want to know that they'll say that it was good to be in the Word of God today. And Lord, I ask you to help me with my voice today, and I'll thank you for it. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we pray. Amen. <clears throat> now, I'm not sure that these are welcome words to a lot of contemporary Christians. I fought a good fight. I mean, who wants to be in a fight? 
I mean, so much of modern Christianity is preached on a basis of making everything peaches and cream for you. You know, everything will be smooth sailing when you're a Christian. But you know, when you, when you really just start to study the Bible, even just a little bit, you find out that evidently that's not the case. Because as you study all the patriarchs, you think of Adam, God said, by the sweat of your face, not by the sweat of your brow, by the sweat of your face, you're going to earn a living. Then Noah, I mean, come on now, folks, how would you like to spend 120 years building a boat and then sail around the world with a bunch of smelly animals and a griping wife? I don't think that's a good deal. You know, then you work on down through your patriarchs, you know, Abraham. Abraham had his trials and troubles and difficulties. Then you have Isaac and Jacob and Joseph, and you go right on down the list, you know, David, all the good kings even, uh, Hezekiah, Josiah, you know, all had their problems. And then you go through all the prophets. You know, there's not a prophet in the Bible that didn't have, prof- that didn't have problems and trials and tribulations. How about John the Baptist? His problem was they cut his head off. You know, how about Jesus himself? You know, the Apostle Paul and all the other apostles. So this idea that the Christian life is going to be nothing but smooth sailing really has no biblical precedent whatsoever. Paul said, I fought a good fight. Now, it's good because it's winnable. That's why it's good. That doesn't eliminate the fight idea. But it is winnable. So it's a good fight. I fought a good fight, he said. And it's necessary to fight to win a future reward. Well, what about this fight thing anyway? You know, the most common form of artificial light is just ordinary incandescent light bulbs. You know, and inside those things is a tungsten filament. Tungsten metal is the best filament material because it withstands the necessary heat better than any other substance. And it's produced from an ore that's called wolframite. And <clears throat> at, the, at the time that the crude ore is processed, it's worth about $40 a ton. And then after it's been reduced into bars of tungsten in the furnace, it's worth about $4,000 a ton. And after it's been drawn into filament wire, which is actually stronger than steel and not much bigger than a human hair, it's worth about $70 a pound or $140,000 a ton. So it goes from $40 a ton to $140,000 a ton. What made the difference? Heat, tribulation, pulverizing and beating, you know, all kinds of processes. You know what makes you valuable in the army of God? Sitting around eating ice cream sundaes, watching baseball. That doesn't make you valuable, not a bit, not as far as God's concerned. Dr. Lambry was a medical missionary for many years in Africa, and because of the very primitive and backward conditions there, Uh, He forded many swift and bridgeless streams, and the danger of crossing such a stream lies in being swept off one's feet and being carried downstream. Now, Dr. Lambry learned from the natives that the best way to cross such hazardous crossings, uh, what the natives would do is they would find the largest stone that they could lift, and then they would hoist it up on their shoulders. And then as they crossed that stream, that stone 
and that extra burden acted as a ballast to keep their feet on the ground, on the bottom of that stream, rather than being swept away. And then Dr. Lambert used that application, and he said, while crossing the dangerous streams of life, enemies constantly seek to overthrow us and rush us down to ruin. We need the ballast of burden-bearing, a load of affliction to keep us from being swept off our feet. Man, that's not going to be a really popular message, is it? I mean, who wants to hear that? Well, there are some fights in life, are there not? Paul said, I fought the good fight. Well, first of all, there's the fight of faith. The fight of faith. Look with me in 1 Timothy chapter 6. 1 Timothy chapter 6. You just have to go back a page or two, probably. 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 12. Fight. Man, I wish he would get off this fight thing, right? I mean, come on, Paul. You're wearing us out with this whole fight thing. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life, whereunto thou art also called and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. Well, this good fight could be a fight of faith. I want you to notice the context. I have kept the faith. Kept the faith. Now, the first fight that anyone in Christianity encounters, the very first fight is salvation. And it is a fight. It is a fight. To cross that threshold and finally agree with God that you're a low-down, rotten, deadbeat sinner, and the only solution for you is the saving grace of Jesus Christ? Now, you know, some people succumb, they surrender to that fight a lot easier than others. But there are some folks that just fight and fight and fight and fight. The Bible says, for by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Not of works lest any man should boast. But, you know, some folks, they just fight and fight and fight, you know, somehow, somehow believing that they can just, you know, that they can surrender to the temptation of continuing to trust something else or someone else. You know, some folks trust religion. Some trust church. Some folks trust themselves. Some folks trust their good works. Some folks trust their alleged keeping of the Ten Commandments or the Golden Rule which is a total failure anyway, because you can't do that. Trust Jesus Christ. Trust him. Well, then there's the fight of growing faith. The fight of growing faith. Look with me in 2 Thessalonians chapter 1. 2 Thessalonians chapter 1. And verse 3. We are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is meet, because that your faith groweth exceedingly, and the charity of every one of you all toward each other aboundeth. So the fight of growing faith. You know it's a fight to keep things growing. Amen? Particularly in our part of the world, you know, where I live. It's a fight. You know, the soil, the drought, the insects. We have to fight to keep things growing. And that's just a picture of life itself. It doesn't matter if it's a lawn uh, or a garden or your kids. It's a fight to keep things growing. And so it is with your faith, to keep your faith growing. Grow in the grace and in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, Peter said. And you know, sometimes you just want to abdicate from the fight, don't you? 
You just want to quit. You just want to give up. You want to lay down. You want to say, I surrender. I don't want to fight anymore. I don't want to keep my faith growing. But the only way that we can keep, and, and, and God knows, and God knows the only way we can keep our faith growing is to be subjected to certain tests along the way. Otherwise, your faith is just going to die on the vine, as it were. If it isn't growing, it's diminishing. So it's a fight. It's a fight. Look with me in 1 Peter chapter 1. 1 Peter chapter 1. And verse 5. Who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time, wherein ye greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, ye are in heaviness through manifold temptations. And the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ, whom having not seen, ye love, in whom though now ye see him not, yet believing, ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory." Peter talked about the trial of faith. And perhaps the greatest trial may be loving and believing and obeying someone you've never met in the flesh. You've never felt his touch. Now, I know symbolically you have, but not physically. You've never physically heard his voice. You've read it. And that's difficult. That's a trial of faith that Peter acknowledged and recognized. You know, when you stop to think about it, the disciples had incredible difficulty with this trial of faith, even though they had felt his touch. They had heard his voice. They had participated in his miracles. And they had been the beneficiaries of so much that the Lord Jesus did. And when it came down to crunch time, all but one fled. All but one. So the trial of faith is a difficult trial. It's not easy. You know what it is? It's a fight. It's a fight. And sometimes you know, we sense we're losing, and the temptation is then just to give up, isn't it? Let's go back to our text in 2 Timothy. Let's go back there and let's, let's examine something. 2 Timothy in verse 7. 2 Timothy... Chapter 4, verse 7. <clears throat> I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Kept the faith. Keeping the faith. Keeping something valuable. Keeping something valuable can be a contest. And your faith is valuable. But keeping it, man, that's a contest. Now, if you came into some substantial amount of money, for example, like say, for example, you won the lottery. And don't kid me. I know you guys buy tickets, all right? Say you won the mega millions, right? And you won this, and uh, your name is plastered on the news some evening. Well, you know what? It won't be long before you'll be getting phone calls from financial planners, insurance people, car dealers, right? You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Why? Because everyone is going to be interested in getting a piece of the pie. You now have something that's estimated to be valuable, and it's hard to keep it. And so 
you know, th- there are those that have done studies on lottery winners and they followed them down through the years and they've all noted that the majority of them, the winners that is, end up losing it all. They don't hang on to it or they don't even invest it in something wise or smart. You know, a few of them even put it in worthwhile charities. So keeping the faith, keeping the faith, it's a fight. It's a fight. That's what I'm here to tell you. However, your faith is a mystery. Look at 1 Timothy chapter 3. 1 Timothy chapter 3, your faith is a mystery. 1 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 9, holding the mystery of the faith in a pure conscience. You know, there's something about faith that just can't be defined. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God, Romans chapter 8. Then if you go down about 10 verses to verse 26, you'll discover that the Spirit of God makes intercession for you in your prayers. And all of that has a boomerang effect. You know, it bounces back is what it does, you know. But this whole thing, this whole thing is kind of a mystery. Do you know why it's a mystery? Because it's just, it's just too big for us to understand. It's just too large for us to wrap our brains around it. You know what we have to do? We have to believe it by faith and accept it to be so. It's a mystery. And somehow, God has the unique, uncanny, divine ability to make uh, what, what seems to be very adverse circumstances in our lives and flip them around to our advantage. Even though during the whole process, sometimes we think that we're greatly suffering. You know, years ago, a fishing fleet went out from a harbor off the coast of Newfoundland. Now, if you don't know where that is, if you go to the most northeast part of America, you end up in a state called Maine. And if you continue north, you go across a Canadian province that's called Nova Scotia. And if you went all the way up to the tip of Nova Scotia, uh, you would have to take a ferry to Newfoundland. And uh, way up there, way up there, many, many years ago on the East Atlantic coast, there was a little fishing village. And not to sound like Joe Biden, this is a true story, okay? Um, And when I say it's a true story, I mean it's a true story, not like him. Uh, Well, in this story, all the fishermen, the majority of the men in the whole community were employed in the fishing industry. And, you know, they got in their boats and they went out one afternoon to work. Well, this huge storm came up. Now, it wasn't the perfect storm, but it was a great storm. And all night long, the people in the village, you know, they wrung their hands and they prayed and they feared greatly that this fleet would be lost. And, uh, and, and, and they were concerned about that because uh, the fleet hadn't been back to the harbor. They feared that it was lost. And finally, in the morning, the fleet came back into the harbor. And you know what? Not one boat was lost. So all these people, they rushed down to the dock to greet the fishermen and express their joy, and they thanked God in appreciation you know, for their salvation, the, uh, their physical salvation of, of the fleet. But there was one lady, there was one lady, and although she was so happy to see her husband, she greeted him with great, great tears. Not so much tears of joy, but tears of sorrow. And she said to her husband, she goes, I am so very happy that God saved your life and your home safe. But I have terrible news. Our cottage burned down last night and all of our possessions were lost. 
Thank God no life is lost, but everything we own is gone. And her husband took her in his arms and he said, my dear, my dear, let's thank God for that fire. It was that fire during this horrible storm that safely guided us back to this harbor. Now, sometimes we see things and our reaction is, oh, no, I can't bear this. And God says, hang on. We're not done yet. Life is a fight. Life is a fight. You know that people that don't know the Lord, people that are not even remotely considered to be Christians, they go through fights too. You know what the difference is? The difference is you get the reward. If you take it right, you get a reward, and they get nothing. So there's a a huge difference in the whole thing. Folks, this is the Sword of the Spirit podcast. We're going to take our last break of the afternoon here. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your friends, your family, and your followers. Help us spread the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you're logged into Spreaker, why don't you jump on into the chat room and say hello. Let us know you're out there. And uh, we'll be back discussing the fight of faith right after this. Don't go away.
Welcome back to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. This is Joe Russiello, and uh, we are talking about the fight of faith, fighting the good fight. Well, there's another kind of fight, not only the fight of faith, but the fight of temperance, the fight of temperance. Look with me over in 1 Corinthians in chapter 9, 1 Corinthians chapter 9. 1 Corinthians, <clears throat> 1 Corinthians chapter 9 and uh, verse 24. Know ye not that they which run in a race run all, but one receiveth the prize? So run that ye may obtain. Now that's pretty self-evident, don't you think? I mean, we've all seen track meets and track competitions. You know, they run a race and there's one winner, right? That's all there is, just one winner. And every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible. I therefore run 
I therefore so run, not as uncertainly, so fight I, not as one that beateth the air, but I keep under my body and bring it, in, bring it into subjection, lest that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. Now notice now that there's a reward connected with this particular fight that Paul's instructing us about. Look at verse 26 again. I therefore run, not as uncertainly, so fight I, not as one that beateth the air. So in this particular race, you're not running against anyone but yourself. And Paul goes on to say that this is not a make-believe fight, because what he's talking about here is he's talking about shadow boxing. Look at verse 26. So fight I, not as one that beateth the air. <clears throat> so do you know what that is? That's a shadow boxer. That's a guy out there that's just fighting against the air. And Paul says that uh, that's not this kind of fight. This is a real fight, not just shadow boxing. This is the real deal. Now here's the problem. In this fight, this fight of temperance, do you know who you're fighting against? You're fighting against you. You're fighting against you, yourself. That's the difficulty. And it can be a very difficult fight. Look with me over in Second Peter in chapter 1. Second Peter in chapter 1. Now, if you're new to listening, you know, my style of preaching and teaching is I refer to a lot of Scripture. You know, my estimation is of what we're trying to do here, it's, it's really not important what I say. It's what's important is what God says. What does God say? My role here is just, is just to direct you to what God says and then make some applications from it. That's my role here. All right, so Second Peter in chapter 1, verse 3. According as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and add to virtue knowledge and to knowledge, temperance, and to temperance, patience, and to patience, godliness, and to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, charity. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off, and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. You know, sometimes we forget that we have, because of the blood of Jesus Christ that was shed for us on Calvary's cross, that we have been purged from our old sins. And because you've been through this purging, that simply means that you no longer have to submit to the demands of those old sins. We frequently do, don't we? We frequently do, but we don't have to. Because there's a resident power within us in the person of the Holy Spirit that can give us victory over these things. You know, <clears throat> this old body wants to do everything that's wrong. It wants to sleep too much or sleep too little. It wants to eat too much or eat too little or eat the wrong things. Now, I know none of you have that problem, but, you know, it wants to whine. It wants to complain. Isn't that right? That's what it wants to do. You are in a fight against you. 
It's like the old preacher that said, every time I get up in the morning and look in the mirror, I say, what are you up to anyway? Trouble. Trouble. That's one of the great fights of life. Fighting against you. Me fighting against me because this old flesh wants to do the wrong thing. But the Spirit says, "Uh uh-uh. Behave yourself, son. Behave yourself. Well, it's a fight. Paul said, I fought the good fight. You know, in America, well, I don't know, let me say it this way. Who but Americans can afford chairs that vibrate and cars that don't? It's crazy when you think about it, right? You want to vibrate? Just take a ride in my 2010 Ford. You know, we absolutely say yes to the flesh and all of its demands. Sometimes the flesh needs to lose. And in losing is the great victory. You know, the Battle of Bunker Hill was fought on June 17, 1775. Now, it really wasn't Bunker Hill. Did you know that? It was actually Breeze Hill. However, it's still called Bunker Hill and, and generally acknowledges taking place on Bunker Hill when the actual battle, the real battle, took place on the hill next to it. Well, during the night, the colonists threw up a breastwork to hold back the mighty British army. And the next morning, the Redcoats attacked. Once, they attacked twice, and they were driven back. The third time, though, the third time they captured the hill, but only because the colonists had run out of ammunition. That's the only reason they ran out of ammunition. There's a tall shaft, uh, the Bunker Hill Monument, that now stands on that spot. And it's one of the few monuments in the world that was erected to commemorate a defeat. So, you know, you might be saying, well, how does that work out? Well, in their defeat the Americans learned something invaluable. They learned they were not afraid of the British, who were well-trained, well-supplied, and well-armed, while the American patriots didn't even have enough bullets. The Battle of Bunker Hill gave the colonists strong confidence in themselves, and it encouraged General Washington, who was actually on his way to Boston uh, to command uh, to take over command of the, of the Continental Army. Sometimes the best things that can happen, the best thing that can happen to us is when the flesh is defeated. It doesn't win. Because it's always clamoring for victory. It's always clamoring for victory. All right? And then I have one more. I only have one more, and I know you're thinking, well, finally. Right? One more. Uh, Go with me over to Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10. And verse 31. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 31. So not only is there the fight of faith, the fight of temperance, but the fight of affliction. The fight of affliction. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 31. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. And man is. But to call to remembrance the former days in which after you were illuminated, ye endured a great fight of afflictions. Partly whilst you were made a gazing stock, both by reproaches and afflictions, and partly whilst ye became companions of them that were so used. For ye had compassion of me and my bonds, and took joyfully the spoiling of your goods, knowing in yourselves that ye have in heaven a better 
and an enduring substance. So the fight of affliction. The fight of affliction. Now, the first affliction that's mentioned here is bearing the reproaches, both by reproaches and afflictions. Not many like to be thought of, and I mean, let's face it, not many, not many like to be thought of as oddballs or, or weirdos, right? Did you ever do something really just like totally far out there, weird, one time for Jesus? I mean, just watch football, right? You have a whole stadium full of weirdos, don't you? They dye their hair, they paint their bodies, you know, they do all kinds of insane things when it's a, at a ball game. And when it's done at a ball game, it's somehow deemed to be acceptable. Isn't that right? Now, I'm not suggesting it, and I'm not even recommending it. But have you ever thought about dyeing your hair for Jesus? Not that it would do any good, you know. I'm not telling you to do that. I'm just trying to draw an analogy here. Um, when I was working on, on the church staff back in New York several years ago, uh, I would go on hospital visits with our senior pastor and one of our deacons. And we would have a list of folks to go visit, and we would divide that list and split up and, and agree to meet up out in front at a certain time. And then, uh, then we would go into the, into the hospital and we'd get to the elevator. Now, this was a fairly large hospital, so there was a lot of foot traffic in and out. And uh, you know, we would get in the elevator, and it would usually be full. And the pastor would say, you know, loud enough for everyone to hear, so, Joe, what was that you were saying about being born again? And then I would say, well, you know, the Bible says that all of sin that comes short of the glory of God and the, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And then he would ask, well, how do you get saved? And then I would say, well, the Bible says that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And then it would just go on like that, and then you know, it would get really quiet in that elevator. I mean, you know, where are they going to go? <laughs> you know, for a few minutes, you had a captive audience. Did you ever do something weird for Jesus just once? Well, it doesn't have to be, you know, necessarily be that overt, but, you know, you know maybe just the girl at the checkout at Walmart, you know, here, would you read this gospel track? I think you would enjoy it. You know, God says there's the fight of affliction. And the first one is bearing his reproach. Because as soon as you do that, as soon as you do that, someone behind you is going to say, man, he's one of those religious wackos. But how come they never say that about a football fan that paints his body and colors his hair? And It's always a religious wacko, right? It's a fight. It's a fight. Because everyone has a sense of wanting to be accepted. Even, even again, the disciples, save one, fled. Look with me back at 2 Timothy chapter 1. 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 8. 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 8. Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God, who hath saved us and called us with an holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. 
but is now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who hath abolished death and hath brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. And I love that word, abolished. As far as I'm concerned, God abolished death. It doesn't exist anymore as far as I'm concerned. He's abolished it. He's ruled it out of the park. Well, the affliction of companionship of those that suffered for the gospel. Paul said, I'm a prisoner. And he had dedicated his life to, the, to presenting Jesus Christ. And in verse 11, he said, Whereunto I am appointed a preacher and an apostle and a teacher of the Gentiles. The affliction of companionship to those who have suffered for the gospel. All right, one last passage. One last passage. Go with me back again to Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10, and once again, let's look at verse 33. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 33. Partly whilst he were made a gazing stock, both by reproaches and afflictions, and partly whilst he became companions of them that were so used. You know, we often think of affliction as, as having to do with our own illness or physical maladies. But, you know, Paul, Paul never used the word in that context. If, if he wanted to talk about sickness, and he did, and maladies, and he did, but he never used the word affliction in regard to physical ailments. When he talked about afflictions, he talked about it in the sense of suffering somehow for the Lord. Paul knew something about suffering for the gospel's sake. Now, you see, as I mentioned before, and I want to circle around to this just one more time, you know, unsaved people suffer. Backsliders get cancer. Amen? Sure, I mean, it's not confined to the Christian community. Suffering. You know, no, it's not. But here's the difference. You have the chance to take it by faith, receive it in God's grace, and get a reward for it. They don't. You do. You know, some of the most high-priced perfume in the world, in the entire world, is a rosewater type of perfume. And it's not the average rosewater that you would buy like at a JCPenney or someplace like that. It, it's, this is extremely delicate and it's high priced. And it's said to be some of the world's best. And um, it comes from roses from the Balkan Mountains. The flowers from which this fragrance is distilled has to be gathered in the darkness of night. So the workers only harvest those flowers between midnight and two in the morning because that's when the fragrance is the most aromatic. They say that when daylight comes, those roses lose about 40% of their aroma, and, then, and so that, that's why they have to be harvested in the dark of night. Now, if you know anything about your Bible, you know that God puts a great emphasis on fragrances. As a matter of fact, way back in the Old Testament tabernacle and later on in the temple, there was an altar called the altar of incense. And you remember what God said to Moses? He said, I'm going to give you a formula to the Levit I'm going to give a formula to the Levitical priesthood, and it's going to be a special apothecary. Now that apothecary is going to be mixed for the strict and exclusive purpose of offering it on the altar of incense. And that'll be a sweet smelling savor in my nostrils, God said. 
God puts a real premium on odors. I mean, don't you like nice odors? Don't you like the smell of fresh, homemade, baked bread? Don't you like the smell of cooking bacon? Or how about fresh mown grass? Well, you know, we respond to certain odors, negatively or positively, and God does as well. But the odors that God responds to aren't really manufactured from physical, physical things on this earth. You know, one thing that God puts a great premium on, odor-wise, is our prayers. And we talked about this in, in our study on Revelation. God says that our prayers smell good to him. Can you imagine that? Just imagine that. Every time you pray, you're sending up a pleasant odor to the nostrils of God. I mean, just, just ponder that for a little while. Now, I don't know about you, but I like to smell stuff that smells good. Did you ever walk in the house and something cooking that just smells amazing? You know, and the first thing that catches your attention, it's not what's in the pot, you know, by sight, but what the smell is. Now, I have an unfair advantage. Growing up in an Italian home in Brooklyn, you know, I loved Sunday mornings. My mom, grandma had the pot of sauce on the stove, you know, simmering for hours with all the pork and the meatballs and the sausage and the brachole and the fresh bread. And then, you know, dad would make his, his world-famous antipasta. And from the moment that you opened your eyes, those aromas just filled the house. You know, it, it captured your attention. Man, oh man, it made a fat boy happy. Now, I know I exaggerated the point but for the purpose of telling you that your suffering, for the gospel's sake, your prayers smell real good to God. So even though we're engaged in a fight, and it is a fight, every time you win just a little piece of that fight, it sure smells good to the Lord. He's going to hand out some rewards, and I hope you're in line for them. I sure want you to be. You say, well, you know, what if God runs out before I get there? He won't. <laughs> he won't. Isn't that good news? He absolutely won't. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the preaching and the teaching of your holy word today. Father, we thank you that you give us the means to fight this good fight by faith, temperance. And Father, we thank you so much for the blessings that you pour out as a result of our fight. Father, thank you for all those that are listening today. Father, if there's any under the sound of my voice today, whether listening live or will be listening later as the podcast, Father, I just pray that if they don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, their Savior, that they would come to know him today while the time is here. Father, we thank you so much for your love, your mercy, and your grace. And Father, we ask you to bless us as we depart. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, folks, that'll just about do it for episode 88 of the Sword of the Spirit podcast. Just want to say thank you so much for listening today. Head over to swordofthespiritpodcast.com. Look for that contact section. Send us over a message. Let us know whatever's on your heart and mind, any questions, comments, cares, concern, and prayer requests. Also, look for that support this podcast button. 
And if you can help us out with a monthly contribution, we would appreciate that or a one-timer. Folks, win the lost, no matter the cost. God bless you. Take care. You've been listening to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. If you have any questions or comments, visit our website at swordofthespiritpodcast.com and send us a message. Or email us directly at info at swordofthespiritpodcast.com. Until next time, God bless you and good day.